Welcome to CropSense, presented by North Carolina Cooperative Extension. I'm Jacob Morgan, a field crops agent with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Today, we have Dr. Wesley Everman, NC State Weed Specialist. Welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Everman. Hey, good to see you, Jacob. Thanks for having me on. So today, we want to discuss in-crop weed control for wheat. So I guess the first question, Dr. Everman, is why is it important that we control these weeds? Yeah, you know, it's a great question, and everybody always wants to know, do I need to worry about these weeds? Should I be controlling them? And, you know, as a weed scientist, the easy answer is, yeah, make sure you're controlling your weeds. They're not in the crop. There's no competition. You know, you're not looking at yield loss. And that's the intuitive answer. But if I'm going to be blunt about it, a lot of our winter annual weeds don't have a significant yield effect on our wheat overall you know if you look at it you're, you're maybe looking at a few percent uh, yield loss on, on the aggregate from stuff like chickweed henbit and whatnot but where we really got to worry is when we look at long-term soil seed bank for those seeds and that competition that'll come eventually the more we let them go the more we let them build up the bigger the issue will be and then then and then in years like this year, where our inputs start going up in price and we got to worry about fertilizer costs, you know, those weeds, they take up nutrients as well. They compete for nutrients, they compete for water. And so on the aggregate year to year, maybe we don't see huge yield losses, but in years where we have input concerns or dry years, wet years, maybe we don't have the best growing conditions for the crop, those weeds become a bigger issue. And so we want to keep that population down and manage it easier. So a little bit more of a complex answer than maybe you were looking for or or I would normally give, but there's a lot of factors that we need to consider when we decide, well, am I going to spray for my weeds this year or not? And when we look at some of our species like ryegrass, bluegrass, a few of the other broadleaves, they can be a big concern from resistance and competition. So it's going to be a little bit species dependent on which ones we need to worry about. But overall, it's just easier to control them in one shot and not worry about what do I have and will it become an issue later. Yeah, that year over year thing, I think, is something that we kind of lose sight of from time to time and keeping it from becoming a big issue blowing up down the road. So what are some of the some of the weeds we need to be looking out for out there for out looking and scouting our wheat? So the weeds we need to be looking for when we're out looking at our fields and scouting, we're going to see henbit, chickweed. Those are our most common winter annual weeds, especially on the broadleaf side. But we want to be looking for wild radish, uh, maybe vetch and garlic as far as non-grass species. These are going to be ones that are going to have an impact on yield as well as grain quality on the back end. So we want to make sure we're taking a look for those. And then on the grass side, of course, annual bluegrass and Italian ryegrass. Those are our biggest concerns and our biggest issues across the majority of the state and we've got a few videos that we'll have available that you can click on in the description of this podcast to kind of help with with weed id obviously this isn't the best place to kind of try to tell people how to 
how to identify things. But I think the the thing that's probably most difficult for people to identify is Italian ryegrass and wheat, specifically in fields where we broadcast the wheat. Um, so can you talk a little bit about maybe some pointers on deciding if it's Italian ryegrass or wheat out there in our in our fields? Yeah, and, and you're right. That is one of the most difficult situations to differentiate a couple of species. When we have rows, you can pick it out fairly easy, right? If it's not in the row, it's ryegrass. As far as telling them apart, generally speaking, the ryegrass is going to be a little bit more glossy looking. So if you stand with the sun just right, you can see that sun glare off of the ryegrass leaf. So it's going to be a little bit shinier, maybe a little bit thinner, not quite as wide in the leaf. And then you can really see those distinct parallel veins. So the pale color, the glossy nature, the distinct veination with a thin leaf is a pretty clear indicator, especially if you can look at them side by side. Um, and once you start looking and noticing those ryegrass plants that look a little different, uh, you can look across a field with the right sunlight and be able to tell them apart pretty quick. So now would be the time we need to be out there uh, scouting these fields and, and looking for these uh, these weeds. Is that correct? Yeah, I think this is a perfect time to be looking. You know, we've had some moisture. Uh, we've had some warm weather. You know, we've had a little bit of cold weather recently. But, you know, with the warm weather and the moisture, we'll start seeing these weeds take off a little bit more across the state. They're going to be a little bit more aggressive in competition with our wheat crop and now's a good time to take them out so any available moisture and nutrients we have going forward especially as we're making a push here in the next few months towards you know boot stage and eventually heading we don't have that competition and we don't have to worry about trying to come out and control them because several of the herbicides we use have restrictions where you don't want to spray once that crop is in the boot stage um some say don't spray after jointing so we really got to watch that wheat stage on the back end so the earlier we can get out there take care of our weeds you know the, the more time we can commit to growing a good crop later in the season without trying to cram in some sprays can you talk a little bit about timing as far as maybe we well, talked about crop stage a little bit there but also talking about weed size and kind of when we need to be getting these uh, weeds sprayed. Yeah, that's a, a great question, a great point. You know, the crop stage is one thing. And so we'll say earlier is better so we're not pushing up against any growth stages. Because a lot of those herbicides have a growth stage restriction for a reason. Uh, depending on the, the chemistry, you know, it can impact your final yield. It can uh, impact head formation. It can even slow down growth in general. So you want to stick to what those labels say for the crop. As far as the weeds, each weed has its own, let's say, uh, optimal stage of control. We've pretty well missed that stage with bluegrass in most of the state. You know, once it's bigger than the size of a 50 cent piece, we're going to have a tough time controlling it. So we want to get them small. If we're talking about chickweed, henbit, some of our regular broadleaf weeds, we can kill those at most stages as long as they're not flowering. And even sometimes when they're flowering, 
you know, with stuff like Harmony or Culex. So they're pretty good products with broad range of control. I mentioned the wild radish. That's one, you know, if it, if it gets much bigger than maybe four inches across, um, we start having a hard time controlling it with the number of our products as well. And you have to kind of switch what chemistry you're using. Smaller weeds, you have more options for control. As we get larger in size, especially the difficult to control ones, we've got to switch to maybe more stuff like dicamba or 2,4-D where we have, you know, potential injury issues on the crop. So if you want to stick with the harmonies, the Culexes, stuff that's a little safer to our crop, control those weeds early, scout them early, spray them early. And I guess I should mention ryegrass, um, you know, stage-wise, it's one, most of our products, as long as we don't have resistance, can control it even at tillering. Once it hits boot stage, we start seeing a little bit less control. So again, the earlier, the better for spraying those. We have less chance of survival and less chance of them making it out of that spray. Again, as long as they're susceptible. So, and then I guess the other, the flip side, if it is resistant, and you spray with one product when it's small, if they survive it, you can switch to a different chemistry. Let's say, you know, you spray Osprey or PowerFlex, realize you have ALS resistance in your field, you can come back with an Axial product and clean those up as long as you don't have resistance there. I know we always, always trying to limit the number of trips across the field, but in your opinion, should we be waiting to make applications with another application, maybe a, a fungicide or if you're using, using some liquid fertilizer or something like that, or should we be making this as soon as we can as far as a weed control application? Yeah, that's a great question as well. And I'll say that's going to be grower dependent and field dependent. Okay, so I have mostly grower leaves. Like all you see out there are henbit chickweed. You know, you don't have a lot of the grasses or anything in there. You can wait and mix in, you know, your Harmony Culex with your nitrogen and do one pass. Like I said, they're not competing as much. They're not as much of a concern and we can kill them fairly easily. If you see something like wild radish in there, you want to spray your herbicide and then do your fertilizer later. Now with the grasses, I'm going to say you want to go ahead and get those sprayed early if you can. Again, just to get that out of the way, and especially when we look at stuff like Osprey, where you have a 14-day separation from your nitrogen, you don't want to be, you can't tank mix them, and you don't want to apply the two within 14 days of each other, or we see issues on the back end of yield for that wheat. So if we say, all right, we're going to take care of this ryegrass now, and then come back you know, in a few weeks with that nitrogen, you're going to be hitting that sweet spot and it all works out a little bit easier. So just depends what you're going after and your timing, right? If it's grasses or some of those harder to control broad leaves, go ahead and spray your herbicide now, come back later with the nitrogen. If it's none of the tough to control ones, no grasses, you can probably wait to mix the Harmony Culex with your nitrogen and go from there. 
is there anything else you think that the listeners need to know before we wrap this podcast up as far as a weed control in our winter wheat? No, I think we covered most of it. You know, like you said, the uh, YouTube links that you're going to put in the description, give a little bit of an overview and give a visual description of what you're looking for. Uh, as far as your your weed species identification and that timing of your herbicide. So that should take care of it. Well, we certainly appreciate your time today, Dr. Everman. Hey, thanks again for having me on, Jacob. I always enjoy it. Yes, sir. And if you have any questions about weed ID, always encourage to call your local cooperative extension agent. They'd be happy to come out and look at your weeds, help you identify them, give you some recommendations. And uh, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And as always, thanks for listening to Crop Sense. Because if it isn't making money, it isn't making sense. Mm -hmm.